Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's Wendy Sellers, the HR lady, with our guest, Katie Katie, Katie, go ahead and pronounce your last name. Dykstra. Dykstra. I have it. I have it. I was just kidding that time. Everybody listens to me. No, I cannot have, uh, I cannot pronounce anything. And my, um, my former name, the name I was born with, I was very happy to change because it had a lot of letters that didn't even make a sound. So <laughs> with that said, hey, tell our listeners a little bit about you and how you got your experience. Um, you are an HR consultant and guru and all around rock star now. And what are the some of the painful things you had to go through to get where you are now? Yeah. Um, and I think everybody's on a journey. So I've been in HR for 17 years and I had a, a, a funny way of getting into HR. I mentioned it in the first episode that we were in, but I'm a law enforcement major. Uh, ended up needing an internship to graduate college. And so I did it at Walgreens. I did a private loss prevention internship. And what I found out is back in the day, loss prevention handled employee relation investigations. I did that for a good number of years. And I had an, an attorney pull me aside and she's like, hey, you're in the wrong job. She's like, you need to be, <laughs> you need to be in HR and not loss prevention. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. Um, so I ended up going back to school and getting my master's in HR management. And boy, it was I thought I knew employee relations being an investigator. But when you get on the other side and we're looking at case law and understanding terms of hostile work environment, sexual harassment, and the court cases that are attached to just title seven, it was an eye opener for me. Um, but again, I had challenges of just understanding transferable skills. And I really appreciate that attorney pulling me aside because if she didn't say something to me, I probably still would be in loss prevention. But she saw that I had a different purpose and a different skill set. And so I would always tell you guys, if you can find a mentor or if you look up to somebody that has just a beautiful skill that you wish you had, that is the person that you want to ask like, hey, could you be my mentor? I want to be better at that. And I would love to hear stories about what you do. Um, And so that was some of my big challenges of when I got into employee relations, I said, now, how do I get out of this? Like, I'm dealing with not great things. Employee relations, I would tell you, is probably fun from an investigator. And that probably is what makes me good at being a consultant because you have curiosity, right? I need to know the who, what, when, where, how, why when it comes to investigating. But um, thinking about it from an aspect of what else is out there, I didn't realize like people are willing to hire you because you have a certain skill. So when I ended up leaving Walgreens, I was with them for about 13 years, started off as an intern, worked my way up into different roles while I was there. I found that people would hire me because I had that employee relations and that leadership background that I was able to have really good coaching sessions with leaders on how to give feedback and how to do it in an appropriate manner or how to discipline and go through an appropriate process so that it's transparent for that employee of where they stand with performance. And so another organization ended up hiring me, uh, Marsh. At the time, they were known as Assurance Agency, and now they're known as Marsh McLennan Agency. They got acquired during COVID. And they were pretty amazing because they took me for a transferable skill. They asked me to come over and help with performance reviews and building a non-traditional performance review and building out leadership programs. And so to me, I was like, holy cow, Like they want me, even though I know nothing about all aspects of HR, 
And they taught it to me. They taught me benefits. They taught me total rewards, compensation. And so that's the other piece. When you apply for a job, you do have valuable skills that can be utilized in other places and other industries. So again, I, I kind of went a little bit all over the place, but I, I think no. it's important to know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I actually took notes of of uh, transferable skills. It's super important. You know, we're trying to help our listeners solve the staffing issues and uh, all the things that go along with that. And it's it. Uh, what I hear you're saying is hire for their capabilities um, to acquire those skills or get those skills just slightly switched from one industry to another, one career to another. And I also want to, a funny story is that I believe you said earlier that you started your career at Walgreens. Yes. I started my management career at CVS as a, an assistant store manager. What? And then I ended up in HR too. But, you know, that's a good point for our, our listeners as well. If you're if you're thinking you or your, your kids or friends are, are like, hey, we need to start a new career. A lot of these um, big name companies, while they're not necessarily going to pay you a heck of a lot, um, they do have really good training programs. And, you know, it's very thorough. And then you can get that training that transferable skill from those programs and then transferred into HR or management or whatever it might be. So I thought that was interesting when you, when you said that, I was like, Hey, I knew I liked her for a reason. We both started in the pharmacy world and then got out. (laughs) Uh, And I love it. And another point, when you talked about people that might be thinking about their kids as they're thinking about schools, apprenticeships are going to be huge. And where we're seeing those happen are in community colleges. So maybe you have a child that's not 100% sold that they want to go to a four-year school, or maybe they're just not sure what they want to be when they grow up, which is totally okay, because they are still figuring it out. And I think we're still figuring it out uh, as we get older. But apprenticeships are a really great place where they'll help pay for your school and that you get to work part-time. And that's where you get to test things and figure out, do I like using these skills or I don't? And again, they're paying for your school. So you're going to have to stay at that organization for a few years. But that's great for your resume. And it's great experience for you to figure out your strengths and your opportunities. It's funny. I, I just quickly did a search um, while you were talking about apprenticeships. And one of the things that came up is learn how Walgreens Youth Apprenticeship Program They're allows listening. qualifying students to earn and learn while in high school. And there's one on Hartford and there's a mm-hmm. whole website called apprenticeship.gov. And so these are probably going to be larger companies. It's the first time I've been on this website. But, yeah. you know, that's that's some really great advice to our listeners. Like, you know, I, I firmly believe someone with three degrees that, you know, will probably get, be dead before they're paid off. I firmly believe that we don't need a college degree for everything that we do today. You know, yeah. obviously some things, a college degree is related to a license, you know, a lawyer or a doctor, things like that. I would like my doctor to have a degree. Um, but, you know, at the same time, do I need my manager to have a degree? Absolutely not. Unless I'm going to pay them the $100,000 to pay off that degree and to, you know, actually take the time off of work. So think outside the box for, you know, HR solutions for 2024. So in our last episode, we talked about contingent workers. Now we're talking about transferable skills. One more... One one more hint that you can give or one more tip that you can give our, for our listeners, you know, what other solution can our um, managers and our HR people be looking for in 2024 outside the box? Yeah. And this is the one piece I'll connect to the thought that you just had, because I am a huge Adam Grant fan. Like I mentioned, I'm reading the book Hidden Potential while I'm here in Cancun. And I just read this stat 
before I jumped on this podcast. And it said 40%, 47% of America does not have college degrees. So right out the door, if you're posting a job and you're asking for it to have a college degree, especially if it's even an entry-level role, you already lost half of the workforce to even be capable of applying for it. So again, that's mind-boggling to me uh, that we're doing that right now because I'm not sure if really the academia is giving you all the skills that you need right out of school. What I'm finding is employers are actually still building training programs because we're not teaching necessarily the universal skills that are needed to go jump into the workforce. So some of the pieces that I would give a tip to an employer is if you have someone that has a great attitude, maybe they don't have a traditional background, if you're able to spend time and get them a mentor or get them in a training program that you have, I'm telling you nine times out of 10, you giving them an opportunity, they will probably be loyal and they will probably be one of your best rock stars with work. And um, ascent, again, I think we have biases right off the bat when we're talking about job postings because we don't necessarily see the potential because we're focusing so much on their past. But people that are just starting out in their career aren't going to be able to have success stories yet. The success stories that you and I have, Wendy, right? Because we had opportunities. So let's get the door open for some of the people that you wouldn't necessarily take on in the past. Let your biases go aside. Be aware of them, right? But also try to be that scientist, right? Test something out. Pilot something. Work with a university or even uh, a two-year college. There's nonprofits you can partner with as well that upskill. And you're getting free talent there. They will let you see all the profiles and you can select who do you think would be a good fit for your organization based on the upskilling that they've been through. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's just think outside the box. And now we we also know that many of our listeners are doing so not by choice, but, but they just kind of have to in, in the lack of staffing in 2024 and, and how we've had it the past few years. So coming up next in our episode three of five, we're going to be talking a little bit more about Uh, EQ and neuroscience and HR. There's that science word. So thanks everybody for joining us. As a reminder, Aurora Training Advantage subscribers can earn HRCI and SHRM credits for listening to us today. So ding, ding, more free information. We'll be right back. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.